the church in this place was uh, struggling with few things. It is a human nature not to be satisfied. And the church in that place who come to know Christ through the ministry of uh, some believers, come to know Christ, but they were not satisfied with Christ. Some false teachers come and told them that they can find more satisfaction in adding new things, in adding new values, in adding new dimensions to their spirituality. And their desire was to become super spiritual, to become heroes. They want to get more than they have in Christ. And that was a bigger danger in that church. The church was not founded by Apostle Paul himself, but Apostle Paul has a pastoral heart for all churches around. He was responsible. He used to travel visiting them. I think that part of ministry is lacking today where very often we are concentrated on one local church. In Apostle Paul's time, Apostle Paul was a pastor who used to travel from place to place to encourage believers, to visit believers, to spend time with them and to nurture them. And because he has this pastoral heart, from his prison, he decided to write to this church who is going through the struggles to help them understand what should be the true Christian life. When those people were struggling to add more things, one, some of the things they would like to add is ritual. They wanted to make emphasis on rituals, doing these things, these things, so that you can become more, more, more uh, deeply Christian. You can become full Christian. You can reach a level of uh, full knowledge. And they started to add few things on that. And you can see the attraction of that kind of temptation. Because I know that each of us is uh, struggling to become a super spiritual. Every believer wants to be super spiritual. And because we want to become super spiritual, we start to add things in addition to what we already have. And this is the temptation today. This is why people think Christian faith is not enough. Christian faith is not any more attractive. Christian faith is any more relevant. They would like to see Christianity 
adding new things. You should take care of people. You should deal with uh, issue of justice. You should deal with this so that your faith can become attractive. And here Apostle Paul wants exactly to address that situation. And in his writing, he pointed out one important thing. He said, come back to the foundation. Stand on the foundation. And what is that foundation? It is the uniqueness of Christ. The supremacy of Jesus Christ. Nothing can replace Jesus. Nothing can replace Jesus. Jesus is the unique, the only one way to know God. Because Jesus is the true and real image of God. God reveals himself to our human being in giving Jesus to us. And this is the decision God has taken himself. He found that that decision as the best way to make our humanity know him. So Jesus is the only one. And Apostle Paul wrote back to this young church to tell them that they should not go away from Jesus because Jesus is the only one. Jesus is unique. By saying this, Apostle Paul is helping us today too when we are facing several difficulties in the church. When people are not interested in church anymore. The temptation is to bring new techniques, to bring new things, and not to focus on Jesus as the only one. The church needs to come back and to affirm the uniqueness of Jesus, to affirm the supremacy of Jesus. And Paul is reminding the Colossians that Jesus is the center. He is the creator. He created everything. All the things were created by Jesus and for Jesus. Yes, our world is suffering today. Suffering from different things. We have natural disasters, earthquake, tsunami, and all kinds of foolish things. Yes, our world is suffering from sickness. The flu is on media, and people have this fear. We have HIV AIDS, you have malaria. All kinds of disease. As a Christian, we can be tempted to find additional solutions. And not to focus on Jesus Christ. 
But the word of God is reminding us that Jesus is the one who created all those things. He is the one who created the world. And he is still in control of the world. He is still in control. It is not a question of why those things are happening. And we know exactly why they are happening. They are happening because of human sin. When Adam sinned, when he decided to disobey to God, all difficulties come to our world. It's not just about the earth. It's about all creation. The implication of human sin affected the cosmos. All creation, not only on the earth, but also in all places, known and unknown by human beings. But the point is, Jesus is still in control. He is unique, and we need to focus on him and on him alone. This is why Apostle Paul thinks it is important to remind this uh, young church of the uniqueness of Jesus Christ. And this message from Apostle Paul is uh, relevant today in our world who is uh, dealing with all those things. And the church has a tendency to shift from the centrality of Jesus and the cross and to start adding new things, thinking that those things are important. No, the only one important thing is Jesus and Jesus and Jesus. And the section of this uh, uh, passage in chapter 3, is the consequences, the continuation of that affirmation. In other words, if Jesus is central, if Jesus is unique, if adding rituals, legalism, cannot help, how, therefore, Christians should focus on Jesus? How, therefore, Christians can stand putting their priority on Jesus. How, therefore, Christianity can continue to be relevant. There is always a danger of uh, putting a weight in one side, neglecting the other. One possibility for Christian is to think that the knowledge is the only one we should focus on. Knowledge. And you know, when Apostle Paul was speaking to Corinthians, he reminds them of that temptation. Gentiles, they wanted to see Knowledge. They wanted to emphasize 
on knowledge. Theological knowledge. Knowing who is Jesus. Not really, actually not really knowing who is Jesus, but knowing things about Jesus. And the second temptation is to emphasize on doing. And the church very often is split around those things. And Apostle Paul here is trying to bring the two things together. The first part, he focuses on the importance of knowing Jesus as a unit. We are not going to spend some time on this. But he comes to realize that knowing about Jesus is not enough. Knowing things about Jesus is not enough. The knowledge of things about Jesus should bring us to another level. Living according Jesus' way. And this morning I wanted to put emphasis on that aspect. Living like Jesus wants us to be. And this is why he started to remind us, since then, you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Focus on Christ. Focus on Jesus. Why? Because he is the center of Christianity. Because outside Jesus, there is not a possibility of being saved. Focus on what he is doing. He is seated on the right hand of God. And we resurrected with Him. We come to life with Him. We need to focus on those truths. First of all, Jesus has been glorified. He was not to keep on death. Death was not able to control Jesus' life. He was able to overcome the death. And through his victory, people who belong to Jesus also already overcome death. Jesus has been glorified. He is seated on the right hand of God. Those who belong to him are also in that position of glory with Christ. And we need to focus first on those theological realities. And because of that, your priority 
should be focused on Jesus' priority. Your priority should not be focused on your own priorities, on what you can see leading the way in the earth here. But your priority should be set by Jesus himself, and you should look at the heaven things, not concentrate on earthly things. This is uh, what Apostle Paul attempted to communicate to us. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Apostle Paul is reminding us that there is a kind of mystery here. What is this mystery? The mystery is this. Our life is hidden in Jesus. In sense that Jesus is protecting our life. Jesus is taking care of our life. But our life is not hidden forever. Our life will be revealed when Jesus himself coming back will reveal his entire glory. So we should not be afraid by things who are happening now in our world. We should not be afraid by what is going on currently in our world. Because our glory will be revealed. Our glory is already here in Christ. Christ is protecting us and he will reveal all things when he will come. And everything will be clear. So as a Christian, we should focus on Jesus. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Yes, you are suffering. Yes, you are struggling. Yes, you are fighting. But we should know that because we belong to Jesus, our life is hidden in Jesus. Our life is protected by Jesus. Our life belongs to Jesus. We belong to him and he is taking care of us. So there is also a pastoral aspect here. An encouragement aspect here. It is an encouragement to people who are struggling, to people who are fighting for life, to know that they are already in glory with Christ. To know that their life is hidden in Christ. And this glory will be revealed when Jesus will appear. What a wonderful source of encouragement. And sometimes we tend to forget that. But if 
we know that our life will appear. How, therefore, should we deal with our earthly life? Should we wait until Jesus will come to do things? This is not what Apostle Paul is suggested. Apostle Paul is suggested that knowing that we belong to Christ, knowing that Jesus is central, will help us to put a priority in our daily life on the things who please to Jesus, on the things Jesus likes, on the things Jesus loves to see happening, so that the things of heaven will be a kind of mirror in our daily life. It is not a separation between heaven and earth. It is a way to unite. Our daily life in earth should reflect the reality hidden in Jesus in heaven. Should reflect the things Jesus will be happy with. Should reflect the priority from Jesus. And we know what those priorities are. One of them, briefly, is to make the kingdom grow in this earth. And we should put our priority on enabling God's kingdom to grow in this earth. We need to share the good news with other people. We need to share it boldly with courage because this is Jesus' priority. He come for this. He come because he wants people to be safe. But Apostle Paul is going beyond that, suggesting some practical things from verse uh, 5. He said, because our life is hidden in Christ, that should have implication to our practical behavior. Because we belong to Christ, it should be some implications in our daily life. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthy nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of this, the wrath of God is coming. Apostle Paul is saying that the supremacy of Christ, the uniqueness of Christ, should not just be understood theoretically, should not just be understood theologically. It should have implications in our daily life. Because it is not just a battle of mind, it is also a battle of heart. It is a battle of mind and heart. 
and the two things should be put together. When you focus on the battle of mind, you will produce ideology, doctrine, but the doctrine will be dry. This is why Apostle Paul is inviting us to look at those things. And the kind of thing he listed, when you look carefully, seems to deal with our heart. Sexuality is something dealing with our heart. Sexuality is something we deal with our desires. Desires coming from our heart, our emotions. And it is difficult because this is the heart of things. We need to know God not only from the theological framework, but also from the emotional and heart framework. And in order to do that, we need to be clear about the kind of things who are challenging our heart. And here Paul is giving the list of a few things. Mostly dealing with sexuality, immorality, and purity, and so on. Our sexuality need to be corrected, to be converted. We need to give uh, God's life in our heart regarding our sexual behavior. Because this part is the most sensitive part of our life. And very often you found the Christian struggling with sexual immorality. You found the Christian struggling, dealing with sexual immorality. But Apostle Paul is helping us to look at those things and to put them to death. He is not suggesting that we become non-sexual people. He is suggesting that we practice sexuality in the light of what can please to God. In the light of what can please to Jesus. And he also mentioned grief. A strange combination. I cannot, I cannot, I was not expecting greed putting alongside sexual behavior. But he did it, certainly for a purpose. Because the greed acts the same way. Greed works the same way. It's related to desire. You want to get more, 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 and more. We are not satisfied. Finally, greed is dealing also with our human desires. And Apostle Paul suggested that it is even an idolatry. It is an idolatry. And we need to deal with And we can see that. All those things listed are the hot point in our modern society. Sexuality, possession, money are the key 
in our modern society. And because we are not able to deal with them, it is hard for us to fully embrace Christianity, to fully give attention to Jesus, to fully give attention to the Lord. And Apostle Paul encouraged us to deal with those things, to put them into death. He, he, he used a strong word, kill them. It means there should be an intentional desire for Christians to kill those things. And God will help us to kill those things if the intentional desire is there. And we need, brothers and sisters, to take seriously these things given by Apostle Paul. And he continued on to mention other aspects. You used to walk in this way in the life you, you lived before, but now you must rid yourself of all such things as this, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Your knowledge of Christ should not just be theoretical. Your knowledge of Christ should not just be doctrinal. Your knowledge of Christ should not just be philosophical. Your knowledge of Christ should have implication in the rest of your life. Your sexual behavior, your desire should be corrected, but also your relationships should be corrected. Because you can see easily that the list of the second things is related to relationship. Your relationship with people should change. You should live in a real community, in a relationship, in true relationship with each other. If you are angry, forgive. If somebody lies, help him not to lie, so that you can live a true life. You can live a true relationship. Finally, and I will conclude with that, Apostle Paul is suggesting a new community, a new citizenship, a new nation. Christianity is about to bring a new way of living. A new society renewed by Jesus, focused on Jesus. And the challenge of our time is exactly that. Our Christianity is not bringing something new 
about our attitude, about our behavior. Christianity is not bringing something new who can challenge people around us. Our Christianity tends to conform to the society. We are not different. Yes, we should be different. We should live a different life. Our sex- definition of sexuality should be what God like what Jesus like. Our relationship should be what Jesus likes. Our relationship to each other should be in that light. Very often in the course of the history when the church starts to go away from the two things the church found itself in difficulty. And today, the church tends to focus more on the aspect of truth. We want to affirm truth, which is good. But, Apostle Paul is telling us that there is another aspect. The daily life should be put together with the truth. We cannot disconnect the daily life and the truth. It will not work. Maybe this is a challenge for the church, not only in the West, who put a lot of emphasis on truth, on knowledge, less in practice, less in behavior. The church from the West is losing the challenge of fighting against the false teachings who are not honoring God. But the church in the South is also putting so much emphasis on doing without putting enough emphasis on truth. On knowledge. Both are in danger because this is not what the gospel is telling us. What the gospel is telling us is to keep in balance both knowledge and practice. Maybe this is the historical time where the church worldwide can be blessed by the contribution of the West, who is bringing more doctrinal articulation to the South, who may bring more emphasis on living, on doing, so that the glory will belong to Christ and Christ alone. And finally, we should not Fear to proclaim the uniqueness of Jesus. We should by all means and by always focus on the uniqueness of Christ. The battle of this time is around 
the uniqueness of Christ. And Jesus is alive. He still controls the world. We should focus on him and on himself.